This is SAFM Sport with Tabiso Musia. Okay, let's talk cricket. Now the Proteas bowled out for 125, losing the third ODI against Sri Lanka by 78 runs, which means they lose the series also. SABC Sport um, analyst and commentator Mr. Aslam Kota joins us on the line. Good evening, Aslam. Disappointing result for the Proteas in a crucial match, a series decider. What do you make of the performance today? Yeah, very sad that uh, they didn't come through on this one because they were suddenly on a high after a very good win in that uh, second international. They came through, they batted first, they batted intelligently, and uh, they seemed to overcome all of those little uh, uh, mental blocks regarding spin and things like that. And of course, led by a wonderful 100 by uh, Yanaman Milan. But today it all just suddenly came uh, crashing down. And that is because Sri Lanka won the toss, they elected to bet, and South Africa with the ball were exceptional. Mm. I mean, they really did well to limit them to 203. The key aspect here is, uh, Tabiso, that in that period, in that uh, 203 that they scored, they batted the full overs, did Sri Lanka. Mm. And it just shows in the end that that was the difference, because South Africa, when they held and bowled out in 30 overs, was still another 20 to have, uh, you know, to, 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 to have tried to, uh, for them to have tried to overcome that score. What we didn't see was that when there were early uh, early losses, obviously with Aidan Markram and then Yanaman Milan, your centurion from the previous match, and also Reza Hendricks going out, I must say that the deliveries that the guys faced up front were, were quite exceptional. Mm. So, uh, you know, that happens. But what you needed was from the likes of Rassi and Heinrich Klaassen, Jan Mulder, too many all-rounders also, I might just add. But anyway, they just didn't knuckle down. And um, they seem to allow the spin, like we've seen in recent past and in uh, days gone by, that they allowed the spinners to actually beat them in their head than really off the pitch. And uh, in the end, to be bowled out for 125, that's why I say really very disappointing. Uh, so they've come mm. down to earth. And importantly, I think what we need to mention is having lost by 78 runs, 2-1, as you say, in the series. Super League points in that uh, World Cup is what uh, South Africa needed to score. And by the Sri Lankans having uh, uh, been below the South Africans, I think ninth, they've now jumped to fifth on that uh, Super League log. So a very good win for them. And I must say, exceptional in that uh, they've just decided, the selectors have decided they're going to go for all the youngsters. Mm. And it doesn't matter what happens and how they perform. They'll give them all the support they can, they get. And uh, what we saw today was a youngster by the name of Mahish Tikshana, picking up four for 37 on debut. Mm. So they've had <laughs> a number of mystery spinners. This guy pitches up again, like Ajanta Mendes, bowling a whole <laughs> lot of different uh, type of deliveries. And the South Africans uh, really couldn't uh, uh, deal with him, unfortunately. Yeah, very disappointing, especially how they applied themselves, the batsmen, like you said, in the first two matches. They were sweeping the well there, the spin. They scored scores. They made scores of 280-plus, but only to be bowled out for 125 today. You spoke about the balance, Mr. Aslam. I was going to ask you overall, when you look at the team selection, is the balance right here of the Proteus? You know, the thing is, if, you, if you're if really looking to go top-heavy with spin, it just sounds quite... Uh, uh, unbelievable that as South Africans we talk about uh, an attack that is top heavy with spin. Mm. It was unheard of, as you know, not just in the in the past, but in yeah. recent in recent days. But they decided to do something differently today. It was George Linder and Keshav Maharaj, Tavares Shamsi, 
And I must tell you that uh, Aiden himself bowled 10 overs today. Mm. So uh, four of those bowlers all completing 10 overs each. And what that does do is that you, you're suddenly searching for a balance in that lineup. Now you expect that George Linder is now, let's call him a spinning all-rounder, mm. and Andy Lepelquire is there as well in the uh, uh, upper middle order, or lower middle, upper middle order, pardon me, yeah. And that uh, they, they and Vian Mulder before him. So if you see what I'm saying, Heinrich Klassen in there as a wicketkeeper, given a very responsible position for a long time under the, uh, the uh, stewardship of Mark Bulger at number five. And it's thing, I, for me, it feel, I feel that that is the position that South Africa need to really look at very carefully if they want to win matches, if they want somebody of, of class in that area. Now, Klaassen is a good player. He's got a good record in domestic cricket. He does have the, he's a courageous player in that he'll go out there, he'll play for the team, he'll try and turn things on as he did in the previous match with a very good uh, 43 of 27. But he's not somebody that you can depend on because in, 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 uh, in the overall analysis, he's not a frontline batsman. And if you look at all your number fives around the world, you will see that they are playing right now and also in the past. You will see that some of the best players occupied that position. So I think it's just um, what's glaring here is the selection and, of course, the squad that they've gone with. And uh, they obviously went top-heavy with spin because they knew they were in Sri Lanka. And they tried something in this uh, last match, and unfortunately it hasn't worked. They did bowl the team out, as I said, or they restricted them to 203 from a bowling point of view. But having them all, uh, you know, having Vian Mulder at six, Pat Lequire, Linda, Labada, you got a really long tail. In one-day international cricket, there is this tendency of uh, having good all-rounders, and some bits and pieces all around us as well, you call them. But they need to find some kind of reliability, and I think that's what South Africa's missing. And they let them get away with it because Sri Lanka were 121 for six at some stage, and they managed to scramble their way to 203. And if they can't chase 204, then Aslam, surely they're going to find it hard to shake off that choker's tag because they can't seem to win when it matters now. Yeah, and especially when you're chasing a score, you know. Six for 72, you're absolutely right. That's, uh, they had lost uh, wickets mm. so with so much of regularity that there was just no way that uh, you, th- you thought that they wouldn't come back. But they were able to actually come through quite nicely, the Sri Lankans, and mm. eventually finished uh, today on, uh, what is it, 203? Yeah. Yes. So, look, I mean, uh, I, I don't like to use the C word in my discussions because <laughs> if you've played sport, these type of things happen. You know, when it mm. happens too often... Uh, uh, there's also a question mark. But then my argument with a lot of people, uh, or my point of view with a lot of people that raise that issue, is that we're talking of teams over uh, literally literally two decades now. So you can't seem to just uh, uh, put the tag on this, this new bunch of players. But uh, certainly what they need to do is to overcome this, this, this uh, uh, hoodoo against spin. And uh, they, they, they need to show some kind of consistency. It's one thing, as you just mentioned now, two scores of 280-plus consistently. And then when it mattered, they didn't do it. And chasing scores is a different setup. And I just think that, as I said, when you analyze the betting, uh, it doesn't matter then who's there. We may have our own issues regarding, or I may have on my own uh, uh, opinions on class and, and motor and company. 
But when you're given that responsibility, you've got to play with an air of responsibility. Um, when, and this is a point I want to raise with you because I actually made a note here for you in my mm. preparation, Tabiso, is that in the previous match you saw Shamsi pick up 5 for 49, his mm. best. Mm. And uh, there was this whole lot of praise going around uh, the country about how he's performing and how he's managed to stay consistent. So I managed to tweet uh, something, and I'm going to read it to you two days ago. The improving level of spin bowlers in the country is great. Spoils for choice. Mm. Means our batters play and adapt to a variety of talent, thus improving their knowledge on batting. With a new structure in place this season, hopefully there will be spinner-friendly pitches as well. Mm-hmm. So you get the point there now. I do, I do, I do. And I do. Uh, we do have the likes of Maharaj, Linda, Shamsi, we've mentioned them. Then you've got Markram, who's... who's uh, actually bowling a lot more than you would have expected. Then those that are not playing, so Brian, Prenal and Subrian is, uh, I've jotted his name down, Bjorn mm-hmm. Fortin, a number of them, and I've, I'm sure I've missed out at least another half a dozen names as well. So they're all coming through. And I think what uh, I, I'm quite certain that every season they do have this, what they call a coaches forum. Hopefully there'll be one this season. And, you know, raise this, this issue because, and I'll tell you why it's, it's uh, a concern. Because as I was watching all of this uh, unfold on television this evening, I'm thinking to myself that uh, there's a World Cup, a T20 World Cup that's going to be happening in October. And uh, the issues aren't too dissimilar. Mm. Uh, the one thing I will say about the betting, and I needed to mention this, that whilst there is this question mark that I just put forth uh, in the discussion, not having Tamba Bavuma there, unfortunately, with that injury, mm. means that it did lopside the betting plans. Mm. So that, in defence of, of of the selection committee that are on the tour, there, that you know, that could have just hampered them a bit, because you do plan around your betting and particularly around your captain, especially if he bets if he bets in the top order. So a very very big loss for South Africa, uh, not just in that lineup, but uh, even in the leadership. Uh, you know, just so that he can get used to the fact that, uh, and the team, and the players, all the numbers that they've been using, the number of players that have actually had caps in the last one and a half, two seasons, and since Tampa has been there, uh, it, it, this would have allowed him to gel a lot more with his players, knowing what to expect from them, them knowing what to expect from the captain. He had the injury in the West Indies, now he's got this one again and won't complete the tour. So it's it's a sad sad situation for 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 Tamba first of all yeah. and for the team as well. And just finally, we've got about a minute and a half left. The Proteas now have not won an ODI series, I think, since last year in March when they beat Australia um, under Mark Boucher. Surely the pressure will increase now on him, Asla, regardless of what has been revealed at the SJ and hearings. The results are just not forthcoming on the field. Well, that's absolutely true, and. Uh, I'm not too sure what the, the, the arrangements were when he was uh, given the, uh, um, the, the reins as uh, the coach for the, for the country. Clearly, they were looking at uh, this tournament happening last year. So when he was elected into that position, was that uh, prepare your team and go for it? Same thing for the World Cup that's going to be happening next year. There's the 50-over World Cup. So uh, the, let's admit one thing as well, that there have been a number of countries in uh, the last, say, two decades, Australia and the West Indies in particular come to mind, where they had powerhouse teams, and then with a lot of uh, players, uh, uh, players actually retiring, pardon me there, mm. uh, it 
certainly made things a lot difficult. There are players who just suddenly decided they will retire, others who, who, who sort of probably gave a notion. So from a selection point of view and a, prepara- a preparation point of view, you need to also know who of the players are actually going to be calling it quits so that you have a succession plan. I must say that from a South African point of view, with the sudden resignations of Hashim Amla as well as A.B. Tivoli's and, of course, a few others, including from a test point of view with uh, uh, Vernon Philander, it does make things a lot difficult because you try to blood players in with those guys uh, uh, in the team, with them present in the team, so that they know what the expectations are and what they need to do. They have the, the team, the players, the individuals, unfortunately, haven't had that, uh, that luxury, call it that. So there have been a number of factors which you could actually put together to say, OK, these are the reasons. And uh, let's just hope things improve. Yeah, the focus turns to the T20s now. They start on Friday, of course. The T20 World Cup also taking place um, later on this year. So that's the big one for the Proteas. Thank you for speaking to us, Mr. Aslam Kota. Always a pleasure. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. SBC Sport commentator. Don't forget the Proteas women also in action um, this evening, folks. They should be starting anytime from now. I was trying to check if I can see the toss here, but I can't see it. They are playing the West Indies in the first of five ODI. First ball should be bowled at about 8.45 this evening. That's it from us. We have to go to news right now. Uh, Kimudupi is waiting.